Hello, and welcome to the Popped Pod. I don't know whether to go with Popped Pod or Pop Podcast. There's a lot of P's. So, uh, Popped Pod. Cast. I don't know. I thought I'd try it. I know I do voice over all of my posts, but for this particular post, I wanted to maybe expand on some of the things I've written because I'm summarizing the year. Um, and there's just only so much room to talk about all the things that I've watched and things I really liked. And so I thought you might, seeing as though you are subscribed to this, you might actually be interested in what I have to say. You might not, in which case just read the newsletter and that'll probably be enough. So I'm sat here with a coffee. Um, This is a little bit more relaxed than the voiceovers. Uh, I'm sure my cat will walk in at some point. Basically, in January, I set myself a goal of watching 200 films. And to me, that was a lot. I have this thing called Letterboxd, which I mentioned in my last uh, newsletter, which basically you can log loads of films. You can log all your films. I've done it since 2020. And the highest number I got was, was about 172. So I thought, probably can put 28 on there, make 200. But for some people, that's not very much. I realized that. But for me... I had to actually put some effort in. So every time there's a free moment, I felt the need to stick a film on. So as a result, I've only really read one book um, and one or two TV series. And Because every time I was like, oh, I need to watch a film. But the low point was Evita, film-wise, because I didn't realise it was Andrew Lloyd Webber and it's really, really naff and I can't get on board with it. But I've also... I had other things I've really enjoyed. I've recently just started catching up with the Hunger Games, um, which is great starting a franchise when it's nearly over because I feel like I've just gone through a VIP lane to skip the queue. It doesn't matter that this particular queue happens to land me straight into a forest of children hunting each other to the death. Um, you know, that's entertainment, folks. But with only a few days left of this year, I've got 11 more films to watch. Yesterday, I watched uh, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. And I've got a few on my list today. I've finished work, so I can, I'm pretty confident I can get this done. I've also got a box of Hitchcock films to get through. Um, and I need to go and see Wonka. There's a few other things in the cinema I'd like to see if I've got the time. But so far, I've clocked 344 hours, which is around 14 whole days in front of the silver screen. And there have been more highs and lows. And uh, quite a lot of those hours I've spent developing this newsletter which has been great. And um, I really want to thank, genuinely thank everyone who's written to me or just read this, listened to this. I really appreciate it. Or talk to me in person. Um, it means a lot and I've really enjoyed it. So thank you. But this is just like a summary, basically, of what I've watched. If you're interested, you might not be interested. But uh, hopefully <laughs> you at least enjoy these dulcet tones because I've, I've heard they're nice. <laughs> Okay, so the best new film of 2023. I thought I'd go with this first category. Now, for most of the year, um, Babylon, starring Margot Robbie, um, Brad Pitt, and I can't remember anyone else, but there's loads and loads of stars in it. That was the top of my list for most of the year. I watched it in like February time. And if you've seen it, you'll know it's just so much energy for three hours. It's absolute madness. I don't. It's a bit Marmite, I reckon. But I loved it. It was a sensory overload. And watching it in the cinema, it was just like a punch to the face. I loved it. But that's been in the top. 
but it's recently been taken over by Past Lives, which is almost a completely opposite kind of film. It's about two childhood friends meeting at three different points in their lives. And I'd say it's like a deeply human story. It's very emotions-based. Uh, it's really nice. And if you get a chance to watch it, please do. I think you can only rent it right now, but I'm sure it'll be on some streamers at some point. But if you fancy renting it, I really highly recommend it. Past Lives, it's called. But that's my top spot for the year. I know there's a week to go. It might change. Um, but yeah, the other ones I really liked. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the Martin Scorsese film. And I wrote about it in a previous post. I'll, there's a link in the newsletter. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And if you've seen the first one, the animation, I uh, I didn't think I'd like it, but gave it a five star, didn't I? So the second one, just gorgeous. The animation's amazing. Uh, it's nothing like you've ever seen if you've not seen these Spider-Men. The style has really been taken on by every other animation studio now. It's very out there. Um, it's just really cool. And the other one is Oppenheimer. I don't know how well it'll play out on the TV. I watched it in IMAX. And again, the base of it, it just shook your whole body. You can't really do that if you're in a, you know, in a normal house. You can't really blast the sound out. So um, that was one of my top films, but I just don't know on a rewatch whether it'd be any good. Who knows? But yeah, I watched like 60 films that released this year and those are my top ones. But then I also collect a list of films that are new to me. Not necessarily new films, but ones I've never seen before. Um, and my top one, the one that stuck with me in my mind the whole time, is 12 Angry Men. It's available to view on Freevee on Amazon. And if you don't know Freevee, it's basically, uh, you can watch it for free. And you get adverts every every so often. But it's basically 12 men who have to decide the fate of somebody. It's a, a juror's examination room. What I love about it is that it seems pretty um, calm and collected. There's a really nice one shot at the beginning. And then everyone's unanimous. And the last person says, I think he's innocent. And that just sets up the whole hour and a half or two hours, however much it is. It's all in this one room. It's very claustrophobic. The air conditioning doesn't work. So they just get hotter and hotter. And they're getting sweatier. As they, and you can just feel that tension build. Um, it's an amazing film. And... If you've not seen it, I don't know how you wouldn't like it. I know people don't like black and white films, but I mean, come on. So, so it's the ultimate courtroom drama, even though it's not in a courtroom, but it's sublime. So if you haven't seen it, check out 12 Angry Men. That's my my favorite of the year. But I've also seen loads of uh, great, great stuff. Uh, Master and Commander is another one that sticks out in my mind with Russell Crowe. I remember seeing the trailer when I was a kid. I remember thinking that looks boring as anything. But uh, I'm clearly more into boats than I used to be um, because I loved it. I think of something about it being just before the CGI stuff came in. So it's all real or mainly real or filmed in real life. Uh, and there's something about that. I think that's on Disney Plus, Master and Commander, if you've got time. It's uh, very epic, if you like that sort of thing. Um, and the other one that was released this year, actually, um, that I want to mention is Dungeons and Dragons. And again, I thought I'd hate it, but it's really fun. It's sort of quite fresh, I'd say. Can I use the word fresh? I've done it. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus or on Sky. And it's perfect this time of year. If you've got a spare afternoon, Dungeons and Dragons is a nice caper, I'd say. Chris Pine's in it. Michelle Rodriguez, 
if you know who they are. <laughs> We're at the halfway point of this podcast, and I just want to take an opportunity to suggest, either if you've not subscribed to this at all, why don't you subscribe? There should be a link in the newsletter, and every week, probably every two weeks, give or take, I talk about some film history, some cinema history, culture. I get guests on to write about their cinema experience. Just give it a go. I enjoy it. Other people enjoy it. The other option that I have is a paid subscription, which really helps me further this newsletter and take it where I want to go. It's £20 a year. And for that, you get extra posts, you get extra podcasts, and you're safe in the knowledge that you get to support my work. Back to the podcast. And then another category I've written, because Popped is all about the cinema experience, right? The cinema experience, that's a category. So there's probably two that stand out. I've written about one of them, and that's the time I got a cinema rented out for me. My local cinema, which is a boutique one, very fancy. You can buy cake, wine, coffee and mugs, so on. It's it's lovely. It's called the Regal Cinema, Melton Mowbray. And uh, it got rented out for me for my stag do, and we watched Back to the Future, and it was perfect. Ten of us was there, 12 of us. Popcorn on tap. I was, not all of us made it through because it was half, it was three quarters of the way through a stag do. So I think about four people fell asleep. One person was in the toilet. I had to get them out. <laughs> it was it was a great time, but I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, loving it. Then the other one, I um, one day I needed to get my car serviced, and I decided to take a half day off work to do that. And during that four hour wait, which turned into about a seven hour wait, I thought I'd go to the cinema and I watched Evil Dead Rise, and I love a horror film. Not uh, horror films aren't everyone's cup of tea, but generally I laugh at them because they're just good fun if you don't take it too seriously. But Evil Dead Rise, oh, it was, oh. <laughs> I think um, it's not often that I think, can I get through this? Will I have to leave the cinema? And this is one of those times. It's very intense, very a lot of evil, um, claustrophobic. It was superb. If you get a chance, it's on Netflix. Make sure you watch it at night lights off and it, it would help to have seen evil dead but don't worry if not and then my next category is bored my eyes out now i am a crier not everyone's a crier in films but i am a crier and there's three films i cried at that i can remember there might have been more but i had a flick through most recently coco pixar they always make me cry i feel like they're, they they're trying to make you cry which annoys me a bit and so it annoys me even more that I do cry because I'm like, oh, you're trying to make me cry, so I'm not going to. And then I do again. So Coco made me cry. Till, uh, which is I watched very early on in the year. I think that's on Prime. Let me just check. But it's a, it's a very emotional film. I think it's, yeah, it's a true story. It is on Prime. Of Mammy Till Mobley's Relentless pursuit of justice for a 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, who in 1955 was lynched while visiting his cousins in Mississippi. And there's a scene where the mother has to confront um, Emmett's body. And it's you see everything. And it's just so well acted by Danielle Deadweiler. It's just amazing. It's, a, it's hard watch. 
a bit like, yeah, it's just really hard to watch, but it's Amazon Prime. And then the last one that um, I bought my eyes out on is Coda. This won the Oscar and uh, a surprise winner. And I can, yeah, I can, I can really see why they won the Oscar. But it's a great film. And there's a scene at the end. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I didn't see it come in. And phew, I was on the floor. <laughs> Tears pouring out of me. It's, uh, it's on Apple TV. Again, it's a really nice story. Um, it's about a girl who, whose entire family, apart from her, um, are hard of hearing. She's a child of deaf adults. So that's what CODA stands for. So when the family finish, family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between assuming a love of music and her fear of, of abandoning her parents. So it's sort of that coming-of-age kind of story in a situation that not many of us find ourselves in. And it's a beautiful film. And the last five, ten minutes, they really punch you in the stomach. <laughs> Biggest surprise was Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I haven't even seen the first Puss in Boots, but I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, they've taken the animation from um, Spider-Man. Doesn't look that funny, but good God, it was funny. The animation is amazing. Really suited the suited what they were going for. Um, the comedy had me in bits. It was a great time. It's on Sky, um, but I'd highly recommend if you've got family to get a copy of it, rent it or something. Because it's miles better than Chicken Run, I thought. Um, so yeah, really, really good film. And I don't really like to say bad things about stuff, but the ones that disappointed me, and this isn't in the, in the newsletter, but I'm going to say these things. Napoleon disappointed me. Um, I do an, another podcast called the Focus Film Podcast, if you look up on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're going to be talking about um, Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon in the next few days, a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I was really buzzing for it. The trailers look great. And it just turned out, yeah, I really didn't like it. So that's probably my biggest disappointment of the year. Um, let me just quickly have a scan of other things. Well, Chicken Run. I watched that yesterday. I've heard great things, but I wasn't a fan. What did you think? I'm, uh, I appreciate the, how much work has gone into it, and the animation is amazing. The comedy, it was mainly the voices. I just don't understand why you had to change the voices. They tried to they tried to have the cake and eat it. So they wanted all the characters we knew and love, so we could reminisce about that. But they also wanted stars that we know and love. That doesn't just didn't work for me. Just have new, either have the old cast or have a new set of chickens. And they could be their own story and be more iconic in that way. But yeah, that's just me. Let me know what you think. Yeah, so I would say that's probably my year in film. I'd love to know the things that you've watched, things you've never seen before that might be old, some that came out this year that you really enjoyed. I'll continue to recommend things. I'm just seeing things here now that are great. Ronnie O'Sullivan, The Edge of Everything. Um, that's a documentary on Amazon Prime. Fantastic. If you've ever been into snooker at any point in your life, usually the World Championships, this is a really great insight into not only snooker and what goes into it, but Ronnie O'Sullivan, because I always couldn't quite work him out because sometimes he was 
into snooker. Sometimes he wasn't, but this really gives an honest insight into that. So Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan, Edge of Everything on Prime. May, December, which has just come out on Sky. I watched that in the cinema recently. It's fantastic. It's quite hard to watch. It's a dark comedy, they say, but I don't really laugh. Natalie Portman, Julian Moore. I wasn't expecting much, um, but it's basically Natalie Portman is preparing for a role to play um, Julian Moore's character in a film, if that makes sense. But it's a really interesting character dissection. Can I say that? Dissection? There's another two. I'm just banging out the recommendations here. So, um, yeah, hope that was useful to you or you enjoyed listening to it. But I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll be back in the New Year New Year with more history stuff, more. I've got loads of great ideas that I'm going to tell you about in the New Year. Um, but again, I just want to thank you all. It's been an exciting, mind-boggling thing to work on this uh, newsletter. It's been wonderful. And I really appreciate all your feedback. So please keep the comments coming. Please share this with any you think might be interested. And let me know what you've watched, what your highs and lows have been of the year. Um, anything you can recommend. I might doubt I've seen it, so send it my way. But thank you and um, thanks for listening. I'll see you again.